Another song called If You Want to Get to Heaven, Gotta Raise a Little Hell. Come on, see us. Hey, Color Me Dad is a podcast about anything we think is interesting or funny, including lots of music and pop culture discussion, and of course, dadisms ad-libbed by us, three friends who have cracked each other up for the last 25 years. You're going to love unpopular mechanics. Been a couple of I'm surprised at how many people have told me I've listened to every episode, every show, because I was just looking. I was just like, it's like already like six or seven. Hours. Yeah, and that's what's all. I mean, I mean, I know that I have shows that I do that with, but it's always amazing that I'm like, someone has already listened to us talk for six hours, <laughs> and I'm like. That's, that's so crazy to me. Yeah, somebody told me this week that they've listened to a couple. They thought they were funny. Um, and they wanted to know which ones of, which one of you guys sounds like Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> I'm asking. It's not me. I hope it's me. <laughs> that's like, uh, that just, I mean. Hey, baby. <laughs> it has to be because you don't have any twang at all. You, you lived in Atlanta for 15 it's, years. Man, it's at Kentucky. That you think it's Kentucky? Is that Kentucky rubbing off. I think he's like Georgian or something when I hear him talk. He's from, he's from Texas. Yeah. He's like, oh, that's, there you go. Yeah, Texas, Georgia, they're all. I, don't you know. worry, I, I sound nothing it's like. just the size of a hat. I sound nothing like Matthew McConaughey, but I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take that and run with it. I'm going to pin that on you. I'm going to put that on the uh, one of our uh, like our reviews. <laughs> <laughs> they sound just like. Sounds like Matthew McConaughey. Says but but ev- smarter. Says everyone. <laughs> like Matthew McConaughey, but better looking. definitely that (laughs) definitely sounds better looking (laughs) you will be disappointed he's actually a pretty cool dude man like uh i mean he is he is a pretty great actor he's had a few man true detective i was just gonna say that true detective is incredible my lands i haven't seen it true detective is a great show it's hbo right yeah but but it's um every season it's not like a thing that continues every season's a different cast a different story and the first season is him and woody harrelson Fantastic. As I'm listening to you talk, I think you don't sound a thing like him. No. And you sound as ugly as you look. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got a face for radio. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Wes will love true. You might like it, but you'll hate the Matthew McConaughey character. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he just goes on and on and on about, you know, life's an illusion. It's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Dale Gribble. He just just sounded like someone we know very well. Both all three of us, when you said that, just immediately went back to the old apartment. (laughs) I tell you, man, man, I'll tell you what, boy. (laughs) So, speaking of Atlanta, I met somebody yesterday at a birthday party who's lived here for ten years but came from Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And I'm always interested in people who are from a big city. (laughs) Why? Yeah, the first question: Why are you here, and why have you stayed? Um, and I thought it was really. It's got to be a job, right? 
Huh? It's gonna be a job. It was a job. Yeah, something that was a good opportunity for them. Like, okay, I'll go anywhere. Um, and when they came here, they admitted it was an acquired taste. But now they would never move back. I thought that was really interesting. And they live in Huntington. They live in Huntington, and they love it. In in Atlanta, he said, "I never met my neighbor." And when, and when I, I did, work, and when I did, they had no heroin. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I mentioned drugs, and he says, "You know, it's, it's everywhere." Only a thing. It's only a thing for West Virginia because we call so much attention to it. That's yeah. what he said. In big cities, they've they had th- drug problems well, they don't for think about it. 50 years. Well, also, it could it possibly also be a population thing because it's like, okay, there's just as many people there in the big city that are on heroin. But since there's only five of us, that it's very, they're right there in front of your face. It's because Huntington didn't have a percentage why I'm thinking. I, I, yeah, you're, you're saying like ratio right. of drug users to straight people. Ratio of heroin, not heroin. They're in bigger cities. It's always existed. They just accept it. It's part of living in a big city. Here, it's never been that way because there, it's never been so much in your face. I mean, it's kind of twenty years new. Prior to social media and all this kind of stuff, I mean, you wouldn't know a lot of this stuff existed if there wasn't thirty, you know, nine one one scanner pages where people are like, you know, so and so OD'd. I mean, they know everything as it happens in real time. I mean. Obviously, there there is a bigger drug problem now than there ever has been, but there has always been drugs in this town. Sure, just acceptable drugs. I just don't think that it's as acceptable use. I don't drugs. think there's something special about West Virginia. I think the thing that is different about it is in a place like Atlanta or any other bigger city, you have other things other than that going on. We're also capitalizing on it like crazy too. You mean like making movies and? No, 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 no. I'm talking about Huntington. It's just like, well, this is here, so let's just, you know, here's another, you know, the facilities for uh, are popping up like Starbucks. You mean like sober living houses? Right. Well, yeah, that and just clinics and stuff like that. It's just like, well, let's make some money off of it. Well, I mean, there should be a lot of those things. I mean, you can't. No, 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 sure. I mean, that's that's all well and good. It's just, you know, you can't can't complain that there's a problem if you don't want to accept that there's a solution to it. Right. I agree with you on that. And but don't build it in my backyard. <laughs> Keep them druggies over there. If you build it, they will come. And they'll like camp out overnight. And they won't mow the grass. <laughs> How's that going? I bet you've been loving this rain. Actually. <laughs> Sorry, honey. I had all intentions of doing this. Actually, <laughs> it makes it grow faster. Yeah, I hate rain. Um, I spent... I can't find the rain. I spent two and a half hours cutting my grass yesterday. And... The weirdest thing happened. I was like, <laughs> 30 minutes doing it, hour and a half complaining." You would no, you would be surprised. Like, I'm getting really good at it. Like my yard. You remember like the grass in Super Mario Brothers, like <laughs> a defined square. Like I've gotten my grass to the point that it looks like that. And he's I going out there with screenshots while he's doing eight, it. Eight bit, yeah, eight bit <laughs> rendering. I, I don't hate it anymore. Like I don't hate doing it. Like. Putting little mushrooms out there. And and we th- we're thankful to that Ask Andy submission last week that helped him overcome his That uh, had nothing to do with it. With laziness <laughs> and grass mowing. <laughs> Thanks, Carl, or whatever your name was. I think it just gives me some time to, you know, get off some nervous energy and I can think. And, you know, I spent You're time. you carrying that kid mowing the grass next summer. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> On your back. You're, smacking you right in, right inside of the face. You're staying in the house with mommy. I have a hard time. I recently realized, like the last time I was mowing my grass, how I finally need to invest in some uh, legit earbuds because I pretty much every time I have my earbuds is I'm pretty much listening to podcasts and that's almost it, which is they're fine, but they're five dollar earbuds. 
And last time I was up mowing the grass, I was like, you know, I'm going to listen to The Living In. I haven't listened to The Living I, I In. Can't I can't it's just... So I'll give you a tip. Uh, you know those gun muffles? Yeah. I put those over my earbuds. Oh, there you go. And it really but helps a lot. I don't listen of course, to... I do have legit earbuds, but... I can't listen to podcasts when I'm cutting grass. Like, I want to listen to music that, like... Get your adrenaline pumping. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I can't listen to talking Listen to Chum yeah, or you something. You got to amp yourself up for it. Well, yeah. I'd, try, I'd crank the Allison Krauss and get out there and mow. <laughs> oh god such a, <laughs> it's such a big deal put in you. some death cat for cutie and i'm a, a way i go swing i just some picture you rant. i just picture you, you staring out that window before you go out there just <laughs> today you're 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 mine <laughs> you're mine grass I'm gonna conquer this today. it may you're at your wait your grass is what <laughs> my ass is what your my grass <laughs> I gotta get this right. Google, what's that saying about? It actually bothers me when my grass is really, really high. That is adult peer pressure because my neighbors start cutting theirs. I'm like, I gotta do it now. Because you cut yours. Thanks. Thanks, Jim. (laughs) Come on. We're doing all right, Jim. Come on. Three more weeks. Three more weeks. I did go three weeks last time, and God, I almost passed out cutting it last Friday. I'll, I'll tell you an embarrassing story where I used to live. I don't live there anymore. So the neighbor, who was a friend of mine, he wasn't really ripping on me, but he was being factual. He was like, you, you kind of have a reputation for mowing your grass when it's dark. I would come out and mow <laughs> real father-in-law quick. does that, and it weirds me out. And he was like, I, I want to get you a magnet headlight to put on that thing because you never mow when the sun's out. You're like, right as the sun's dropping, I'm like trying to get it in. My father, no, my father-in-law, I'm, we're talking midnight with the headlight. Oh, man. And, so, oh, and I'm like, what? He's that. come to my house before. Like, we've, like, he's been like, I'll come over, you know, whatever, you know, we're talking about. Like, well, I'll come over this week and help you do yada, yada, yada. And like he'll show up at like nine o'clock and be like, "You want to go knock?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> like I would miss so many things if I cut my grass in the dark. I mean, I can barely see as it is. I, there's no way I could cut my grass in the dark. I just it just I'm, doesn't sound fun. I don't want to be that sweaty at midnight. Mosquitoes are everywhere. I mean, no thanks. And I don't know if it's uh, I, I don't know if it's just my work or being a dad now or collectively everything man but i'm just so like nine o'clock dude that's like nine o'clock to me is nine o'clock's the new midnight nine o'clock is when i want to go to bed but (laughs) midnight is the new midnight for me because we try to make this schedule with the baby to where like if we feed her for the last time around 11 30 get her changed get her in her onesie get her you know calm down for bed if i put her to sleep then she sleeps through the night so i can avoid a mid in the middle of the night, wake up. You're you're astute. You're wise because if they will follow what you lay out, they really will. If I put her to bed at eight, she's getting up at some point before and, I got to get up. And if you're the type like you guys are out doing stuff at eleven o'clock, like they'll learn. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to bed at one in the morning, and yeah. they'll get used to that, and they'll stick to it. whatever your schedule you put on them. They'll stick to it. What kind of stuff? Um, being. Uh, whether it be a dad or a husband, like what are like some of the main things that you notice? Like being a dad or being a husband have changed your life or the way that you act or the stuff that like all of a sudden is like, what's different? Like I was talking, <laughs> I, was, I, uh, I was really excited uh, last week on my day off as I, I went one of my, I love being in a movie theater completely alone. I've never done that. It's awesome. And I used to like people, I was like, and not long ago, I'd be like, "Go to movies by yourself." Like, "How lame are you?" And like, dude, it's, there's nothing. But you can't talk anyway. 
Um, well, if you're alone, you you can. Oh my this god! Was, <laughs> Happy Gilmore. But this that was shirt off. This was great though. <laughs> this was great though because it was uh, the movie was about to leave the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, great movie, by the way. I saw Black Phone. Never heard of it. Uh, I'm not into horror movies, and this was kind of more thriller a little bit than horror. Um, it's about a Ethan Hawke is like a child abductor dude put these kids in his basement, and then there's this weird black phone on the wall, mm-hmm. and the phone keeps ringing, and the kids answer it, and it's the other kids that have escaped. Th- th- no, they, they, they died, Uh-oh. and they're telling them, like, hey, here's how you get out. Wow. Um, but that being now said. I put thriller in my head. That being said, uh, I don't want to see Ethan Hawke as a bad dude. He's wearing a mask the whole time, and that's oh. why it's so creepy. Okay. Um, but that being said, that it was like the last theater in there, like it was about to leave. So there was it was like fifty seats, and I was in there by myself. And I was, uh, how do you have time to go to the movies by yourself at eleven o'clock in the morning? Well, still, yeah. <laughs> I <I've> didn't. <been, laughs> there's something uh, something else you could be mowing eleven a.m. I mean, in the morning. Trust me, I my. This this time is few. I had two hours that day. What are you? Are you what? Really? Like you had two hours in a week? Is this Saturday morning or? Yeah, well, Monday is first. my Saturday. Uh, I'm working uh, all day. So you guys are out doing your Saturday stuff. I'm at work. So. You know what I do on my Saturday? No, not mo. I'm no. no. <laughs> Actually, that is the thing that I was looking forward to doing because it was the only day of my week that I could do it because my wife works from home Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, I work from home Thursday and Friday, so there's always something that has to be done on all of those days. Like, Saturday is the only day that my wife is off work, that she can watch the baby, that I can actually spend time doing things like that. You want to know what's changed is before any free time I had, I would think, what can I not do? Like, what amount of time can I spend by myself doing nothing, checking out? <laughs> oh, See, wow. we talked about this at the very beginning of the podcast. This is, yeah. I, I like this now that he's, he's, what? You went to the movies? Let me tell you about my week. <laughs> That's a flip. When this was, yeah, yeah with the first episode, it's like, I enjoy TikTok. <laughs> oh. I still enjoy TikTok. <laughs> you know how baby's t- little enough to hold and look at TikTok. Yeah, I mean, times that I'm watching her, she's asleep on my chest. I got one earbud in, and I'm like, in your face. <laughs> but now I, I try to think, what can I get done in this 10 minutes that I have that somebody else has the baby? Like, I can load a Break dishwasher. the lawnmower. <laughs> I don't own the lawnmower, so. <laughs> but anyway, back, uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. So I was in there by myself and yeah. was laughing at how small and weird the theater was and how it was kind of creepy, that type of movie, being there by yourself. Um, so I took a picture of myself alone in the theater, and it's like me just – with my feet up on the chair or whatever, and I sent it to Doug. I'm like, dude, check out this theater. You know what? And he nice he's text back. He's like, Nike sandals. <laughs> and, which would have been you hilarious. Got sandals on? Yeah. <laughs> which, well, you own sandals? That surprises me. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of shocked about well, that too. That's why I bring this up. Because Please tell me you don't wear socks. I never would. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, well, I mean, you no, will. they're not that kind of sandals. You will, son. They're you like, put on socks. Like flip flops. I've worn them here many times. They're like Adidas. Like they're, I mean, oh, they're impressive. Sense. They're not like strap all the way around your ankles, kind of. No, I don't have. Uh, those. They're flip flops, right? Okay. But and he was making fun of that, and I was. That was why I bring this up because I was totally like, dude, so many things about like. As soon as I became a dad, there are so many things I was like, nope, don't care about this anymore. <laughs> Low effort appearance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like what I'm, I mean, I have a, I have a beautiful wife, I have a job and kid. Like I'm done. And I, I got trip hop flip flops. I have no one. It's the name I, of this I episode. I don't care about impressing. 
I don't have no idiots. one left to impress. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have so don't care about impressing idiots anymore, dude. We're like 10 years ago, I, could, I can't go to Walmart like this. I've never cared about that. You know how many times I've been to sheets in my pajamas? I'm going to wind up, dude, I, I'm going to wind up on one of those webs, the people at Walmart like things before too long because I, I just could not like pants it's as fun. Long as, don't worry about it as long as i don't smell i don't care <laughs> I, I really i could care less even then i don't that's fine too if you smell yeah i don't know I, that that to me is where i draw the line if i stink then i'm i'm gonna put some kind of effort into not stinking but but what are the things like what's what have you noticed like since you've been a dad or a husband that you're like have you ever had like those little moments of like huh i just yeah, like one I just said, like that I spend free time thinking of what can I do. Um, I'll tell you something with me. I had yeah. more time if I looked at an issue, a problem I was going to fix. Like I didn't think about the things that I do now, which is like I really only have like little cuts of time, little bouts of time that I can use to work on that. It's like how am I going to find that time? Whereas before, especially before kids, it's like, well, I'll just work on it till I drop, you know, 2 a.m. and get up at seven and go to go to work never done that and now it's like i gotta go to sleep or i'm not gonna i'm not gonna make tomorrow it's not gonna happen and so i've i find myself doing what what i have always called florida rafter you know like early in the morning just killing it and then you never get a break and then you're up at midnight trying to finish something else and you're lucky to get five hours sleep and i did a lot of that as the younger the kids are of course not babies but like two and three and four and five and you got kids you got to take them places and stuff it, it it changes speaking of which i think all that the past three months have caught up with me because something happened to me this week that has not happened to me since i was a kid which is when i was little when i would get really like upset and stressed like i would break out in hives Whoa. and yeah stress does that today yeah. or not today this week on don't tuesday show don't show us i'm not they're gone now <laughs> it happened to me again I was in a meeting and like I started itching and it felt like there were like bug bites on the back of my head and I get home and I've got like hives all over my stomach and on my legs. And I was like, what happened this day? Well, bed bugs, not bed bugs. I've had those. They suck. And these were definitely not that, um, lice, not that either. <laughs> You're dirty. I'm <laughs> cleaner now than I've ever been in my life. So what were, what happened? So, Captain, I get, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on at work. I had a meeting that day, so I'm kind of doing that kind of thing. Uh, then we got the results of the CT that we went to Cincinnati to get, and they said that the baby had this thing that we didn't know what it was. We hadn't heard of it. It was called like bronchial atresia, which once we researched it, it, it seems less serious than what we thought it was. But still, getting all that and working and managing everything else, and not sleeping, like, I think that my body just reached a point to where it was just, like, you know, steam coming out of a kettle. Did they not explain, like, the... No, they just sent us the report. Oh, you weren't talking to no, someone? Okay. No, because they told us when we got the exam, they're like, you can call on Monday and get the, res the interpretation. So I call on Monday, and they're like, we don't do that. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to wait till the 15th for your appointment. And I was like, okay, well, they told us this. I was like, you probably should tell them that they're telling people this. So the next day, randomly, we got an email with the report in it. And so we didn't know what any of that stuff meant. Um, when we looked it up, it's, it seems much less serious than what we thought it was. And I don't think they're going to have to do surgery, but that's another conversation. It, it just was a bunch of stuff that culminated 
into dude a bunch of itchy whelps on me that dude, drove me insane. Enough said. That one, right? I mean, just that. By All your itself. coworkers <laughs> without whelps. without the work and everything, man. Like you go through that stuff. Like it's being a parent is the most terrifying thing in the world. And it Always. was because I just panicked about it. And then it happened again the next day when I went to the dentist. <laughs> I went to the dentist and got my teeth cleaned. And by the end of it, like, they're really, like, scraping and... Getting I, in there. Yeah, I, I'd had enough of it. And by the time I got to my car, they were starting to develop on my neck. <laughs> so I went home and did the same thing, and that was the last day they've happened. Gross. Yeah, it, was, it makes <laughs> me feel gross because if you saw me in the street, it would just look like that I was just ate <laughs> up with something. <laughs> So that's my embarrassing story. Sad, I'm sorry that I missed it now. I was going to send you guys pictures. Right. He's got the poison ivy. <laughs> Man, I got From poison the, ivy. Cutting the dang grass. Guys, I get See what happens? Ivy. You're going to have to do this. This episode is brought to you by Tech New. You ever heard of that? Mm-mm. You scrub it when after you do yard work and it like gets the poison out. Um, I get a big thing of it every summer because I go through it. If I mean, if I get near this stuff in my backyard, it's... It's all over me for I've, days. I've never had it. And it will never go away until I get a shot. Of? Uh, by, uh, steroids, steroids or something? Yeah, whatever it's called. Well, you really must be allergic. Hmm? You really must be allergic. And when I was younger, I wasn't. And then I lived over in Barbersville for 10 years. And it wasn't until the last couple of years, like, I, I hit the corner of my yard and cleaned some stuff out, and I got it bad. And then I moved to this place, and it the, the, the backyard looked like a jungle when we bought the house. And uh, I've cleaned it all up, but... Um, there's like big vines growing up the trees of poison ivy, and I went out there and cut those. And I had it for had it for weeks. That sucks. Yeah, it does suck. And you add that to that's what you get for going to Barbersville, Florida after him. Well, I left Barbersville. I live in Huntington now. All right. So he lives in a pretty fancy place. Ooh. Yeah, we know his life's great. <laughs> We've heard <laughs> <clears throat> secretly. Want bad things to happen to you? Well, that's just hold anything on. bad happened to you this week? Um, hopefully, I don't. I don't think so. That kind of makes you sound like a hater. It's all right. So I can handle it. <laughs> yeah. Something bad will come about, and, and I'll be there. And you'll be there. <laughs> but see, I have a good good attitude about it. It'll be all right. So you know what things I. Think bad things have happened. I was going to ask you guys a question. Yeah, I was trying to set you up, and you're a moron. I'm not a moron. I'm here hitting the ball, man. <laughs> you see where I was going with that? So, Damn, dude. We, got- <laughs> <laughs> we all, we all as dads, get into stuff where we, you know, you, you guys get a place, and what do you got to do? You got to start fixing stuff, right? So it's yeah. <laughs> well, we can just it depends on who you are. Just yeah. tape, tape a tape a. A uh, garbage bag over the window. It'll be fine. Duct tape fixes, fixes everything but my broken heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to ask you guys if you've, in your life, tried to fix something and made it worse. Everything I try to fix, I make worse. I've never tried I to fix anything. So. Now, I can believe that with you, Josh. You're like, well, <laughs> there's no off and on switch, so call the... <laughs> it's, call not, the it's not true. Remember, I, uh, I think I tell the story about getting the multiple DVDs are out of my Blu-ray player that got to go well, my Blu-ray player was working and it was because Holden put my entire collection in there one took, at a time took that apart did you take it apart? yeah did it work? Uh-huh. you fixed it it did well I'm more interested in the stories where it didn't work my uh, my father-in-law is really good at coming over to help me fix things that are broken and then they're way worse but my father-in-law does that too he, he is a disciple of the school of duct tape 
Oh yeah, it's totally. And JB Weld. Yeah, this, it always start. It always starts with. Well, I don't know anything about them, but I'll give it a look. They're you know kind of generalists. Yeah. Like they know more of. And you'll be. I think you'll be like this when you reach that age. Is like you just kind of know how to approach those kind of things. You may not know exactly how to fix it, but you you can at least give it a good effort. And Josh and I are like, I don't even know where to start. Well, I'll tell you. I, I mentioned that last house we lived in Barbersville, and one of the things we did like a year and a half in to live in there, we had to buy like the entire heating and cooling system, like replace it. It was toast. God, that and sounds it was, expensive. It was like five grand or something. It was, and it was all gas. Right. Mm-hmm. And so even though you buy a new one, you still every year, like when you change from cold to heat, it's like it something breaks and you got to learn. I think and you t- mentioned that before. So I, I told you about putting my foot through the ceiling. Yeah, that that's was immediately what I was thinking about. That was that. a good one. And that was because I learned that when it when it gets really cold, it freezes up the, the outtake of water going out of the outside of the house. So every time somebody would come and work, I had this guy come and work on it, I would stand there with him and learn and figure out. You can open the thing up. And I got to the point at the end where I can take out these little burners and clean them with steel wool and put them back in and clean the sensor and it would start. And so that's kind of how I do it, but I'm watching you work. So I don't have to call you back <laughs> in, in a sense. Yeah. If this happens again, I know how to troubleshoot it. And so when I was young, um, you know, I was learning and I don't claim to know a whole lot about cars right now, but I can troubleshoot quite a bit mm-hmm. if it's not getting fuel, you know, those sorts of things. And I've gotten uh, decent at that. We were, uh, me and my friends were on a trip. I was 18. We were in Illinois. And somebody was complaining. <laughs> somebody was complaining about the power steering because you know it, if you don't have power steering fluid, it it's hard to turn and there's like little noises and stuff. So I'm like, oh, well, when we stop up here, I'll put some power steering fluid in. I was 18, and I put it in the wrong. <laughs> Would you put it in the brakes? <laughs> it, it was in fact the brakes. It was right next to the brakes. It's exactly the opposite of what you want for brakes. You know, you you want the power steering to be lubricated and easygoing. Brakes, you don't want that. (laughs) You would step on the brake and it would take like a minute to stop. Right? It was it was a bad situation, and I had brakes are only a suggestion. I had to (laughs) I had to pay um, quite a bit of money. Whose car was this? It was my friend's mom's car. Yeah, I have a similar story. It was hundreds of dollars, and we're out in the middle of nowhere. Right? We're in Indy. Illinois or wherever we were and we had to get some guy who who at the time I didn't realize necessarily I thought I couldn't have been what I did and then this guy comes in he like and he was like laughing no he kind of was and he was like here's what I think happened because if you put power steering fluid and brake fluid this is what happens and this is what I pulled out of here it looks like it looks like brake fluid and power steering fluid mixed together. He had a smoking gun. He was that good of a mechanic. He was like, I submit to the court that somebody, some idiot in this van, put power steering fluid in the brake line. I kind of remember this story. Do you? It's vaguely. I probably just... He's just been, he was just smirking the whole time. He's like, so, uh, how's that thing been steering for y'all lately? <laughs> steering pretty good. I did a, a similar, similarly stupid thing. Did you? When I was... I want to say 17, 16, 17 years old. I'm thrilled to hear it. So you guys remember, well, you may not, but I know you do, the, the geo that I had. Mm. I remember specifically you and I having a deep argument for days about how it does have an airbag. And we took the steering wheel apart. <laughs> and it didn't. And he like, 
it's there. And I pressed the only thing that was there, and it went, honk. <laughs> and I died laughing, and you were so mad. I, I couldn't believe that they sold cars that didn't. I should have been surprised. It didn't have air conditioning or any kind of audio system it at all. AC? Nothing. Anybody driving this car doesn't deserve it. It was everything was like paper. Like it was literally an engine, wheels, and a place to sit. If you wreck, you die. But check out these speakers. <laughs> yeah, it did have a massive stereo. Yeah, that I there's put not in. necessarily an airbag. But how do you feel about rap music? <laughs> that did not come with the, the car. Uh, the enjoy bass. That was something I put in. And actually, you and I went to prom one year in that car with no air conditioning. I have pictures. And you and I in like full tuxedos in. Dang near summertime. I have pictures. Yeah, I remember. I have one. Please let me see these pictures. All right, so here's this <laughs> stupid story. So I changed the oil at my house, and I, it was one of the first times that I'd done it. And I forgot to put the cap back on. The, the top, like where you put the oil in. Yes. Yeah. And so the oil came out. Well, so I'm driving on the interstate. I can't remember where I was going, but I could smell oil. I remember pulling over at the rest stop there in between the 5th Street and Hallgrove exits, and there's just oil all over the um, the top of the hood. And I call my mom, and my stepdad's there at the time, and I'm like, what do I do? And he's like, well, you're going to have to you know, get off the interstate and go buy another oil cap. And I was like, well, what can I do in the meantime? He was like, well, he's like, maybe you can find something to kind of put over top <laughs> of it. Stick something in there. Wait. <laughs> Don't give the story away. <laughs> Black gold, Texas tea. So, the only thing that I had was a like plastic Kroger bag. <laughs> so I take the bag and I, I like sh- like put it on top and I tie it just enough to keep it from squirting. And while the car is running with me sitting there, it appears to be working. <laughs> By God, I think I've done it. <laughs> One point twenty-one. You magnificent bastard! <laughs> so I start driving. I get to an auto parts store, and when I get there and pop the hood, it's gone. I mean, completely gone. I'm like, what in the heck happened to this? So I don't tell this to the auto parts guy. <laughs> How this happened? Definitely not with a bag. I was just like, I need a, <laughs> I need an oil cap. So I buy one and I go to drive off and as I'm driving home, just my car starts sputtering and like all the smoke just starts pouring out of the bag. bag. It was horrible. But did it burn through the bag and then it was all good? I mean, you can't get in there and get it. No. So I get back home somehow and we drain the oil and there's just these like little shards of plastic that are coming out. it completely destroyed the engine. I mean, it was never the same after this. Oh. It was drivable, but it did something to the the <laughs> seals inside the pistons, and I would have to uh, until I could get the money to to actually have somebody rebuild my engine. I don't know if you remember when I did this. I, I seem to remember you being like out of a car for a while. My uncle actually was a mechanic at the time, and I paid him and bought the parts, and he actually rebuilt my engine. Uh, <laughs> Which lasted like a year and a half, and then the transmission died. But think of all you saved changing the oil in your driveway. Yeah, you saved like ten dollars at that time. It was about fifteen bucks, probably. Uh, think of all the oil caps you throw away every week when you go to the grocery store. <laughs> I know. 
I got I got a thousand of them uh, back in my house right now. <laughs> Free oil cap. Wow. I used to have to take my spark plugs. Like I remember I was working at Subway at the time, and before I could get in my car and drive home, I would have to take my spark plugs out and draw them off from the oil that had collected on them just to be able to start my car. Like, that's how bad it got. I see. And that's like a guy like, you know, someone like me and you, that's why we don't try to do this. I'd be like, nope, I tried to fix things before. This is what happened. My mom was like, why? Why did you? I was like, you guys said, you know, it would have, I, would, I would have been better off just leaving it off. We stayed with a guy in Florida once for a few days, and he showed me how to change oil. And uh, it was very helpful. I've done that quite a bit. I can't do it now because my car's so low to the ground. I don't have jack stands. Yeah, you got to get it up on something. I'd rather just pay to have somebody do it. And God, I patched I patched a leak in my roof last week, and I'm just waiting on the aftermath. <laughs> What'd you patch it with? Uh, this, uh, as seen on TV spray. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Williams. Do, do you have something that leaks? Is that it, you don't want it to leak. To my defense, I didn't spray know. This. I didn't know it was What's one it? of those things. I just bought, like Flex Seal. Uh, it, it's it's similar to that. You want to know? You want to know? Uh, this is my logic. Why I bought it is, um, it was leaking around like it was like the little vent up there, like the little kind of. It's the vent area that has like the little plastic tent that goes lives over top of it or whatever. Yeah, right, yeah. You know? <laughs> I, was, I realized that that's where the problem was coming. It was around that that seal. Had, it was coming from the shingles right there. And when I saw that can, it in fact had a little picture of that thing. And I was like, whoop. <laughs> that's there definitely what this that's is for. What we're going with this. <laughs> so you're up in the attic, pasting that stuff. No, up on, on top of the roof. Oh, you actually okay? So, so you own a ladder? I mean, it's not mine. <laughs> it's, on, it's, on my, it's on my property. My wife's at the bottom of the ladder the entire time, telling me that she's you're going to fall. You're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She immediately like she's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I got to get up on the roof." She's like. I'll do it. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, you do that and just, you can, you know, I'll get halfway take, up. What's your life insurance? Take like, that. You know? And when you get done, just go ahead and take the rest of my dignity on down. You know, <laughs> just throw that in the trash. Snap a picture from the, from the ground. There's my wife up there destroying my dignity. Yeah. Do you own a tool belt or anything? Do you own tools? <laughs> tool belt. I, I, yeah. There's like, it's like a couple of little tools and like a little, like a uh, Tupperware bowl in my, under my sink I own, a, I own a tool belt do you yep i bet you own more than one tool belt no i have one tool belt i have lots of tool boxes you I, are a tool i have one actually i don't own it my it, it came with my wife uh <laughs> she has the her dad bought her this toolkit the dowry <laughs> yeah that's what she, that's what came with her you don't it, need a tool belt with cargo shorts you just put all the wrenches in those pockets <laughs> actually that that is what i used to do with them but it's the best toolkit I've ever had. It has everything. I, I do have one. I just don't use it at all, ever. I need to get like a like a. My father-in-law's like, you need this. I'm like, all right, put it in the pile over there. That guy over there is a really good tool case, by the way. So what did you you started? What, what did you break? You started this story. With the the brakes. The brakes in a. He breaks the brakes. Trying to fix the the power steering. Oh, that was my story. It's it's, it's very embarrassing to me. <clears> yeah. You were 18. Okay. Well, still I could read. <laughs> <laughs> I can be cautious, but no, nope, no. Nope, nope. you are. I don't care who you are, or what you do. You're an absolute moron until you're 30. It's true, completely. I agree with that. I agree with that. I stand by that. <laughs> you think Some, at eight, you know, by 15, that you're everyone else is. 
you know. Right. They're the problem. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was probably 30 before I realized that I didn't know anything. Until <laughs> I realized that little I knew. Yeah, I mean, it, I've told you this before, my 30th birthday. It was on my 30th birthday. When I had to realize it, was, it's when I started um, normalizing. I hope I haven't talked about this before on the show. I don't think I have. On my 30th birthday, I remember that's when I started uh, normalizing uh, my parents, like my, like my dad and my stepmom. Like because when you're younger and even just when you're 20s, you, at least me, like kind of my head, I just always kind of you envision like, well, these are these over here, these are adults and these are parents and they think different. They see things different. They feel different things. You know, they're, you know, they're, they're not concerned with what they're wearing. They're, they're (laughs) totally different entities. And at my 30th birthday, I just had this revelation. I was like, Oh, my parents are just idiots that are trying to figure out everything dated. I'm not calling them idiots. I'm saying we're all, I'm including us all in this big, you know, big box. Um, they're just people trying to figure out life day to day, and they had kids, and they did they do the best they can. They tried to make. I mean, they didn't know any what they were doing either, and still don't. I mean, I mean, you you do, but you get better just, at it. You, you're you never stop learning, and I think when you do, you die. I always say to my dad, who's in his seventies, and he's man, he wasn't too long ago. He came over and helped me for hours in the backyard digging a huge hole to make a fence post. And, you know, I could barely do it at 45, and he's out there for hours. And, you know, he'll get into projects and things, and uh, I always say to him, You know who ain't got nothing to do? Dead guys. That's that's so. true. That makes me think, when you bring up your dad, it makes me think of this thing that, I don't know if it's something that's just here in West Virginia, or if this is like a universal thing across the country, like the the older men hanging out at McDonald's club. Like, how does that happen? Tutors. <laughs> My dad, to this day, still goes to McDonald's. And, and it kind of, every now and then he'll tell me, well, it kind of changes location. Like, we'll go over there for a little while and go meet here. But I, I think it starts at work because my dad, you know, even when I was a kid, I remember him getting up and going to work at like 530. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he started the work day till 7, seven o'clock. So I think, and, and then I worked at a manufacturing place for a long time. And I didn't necessarily go in and sit around with God, but they would get there at six o'clock for a seven o'clock start day, have coffee and just shoot the breeze. Um, and I don't, I've never really had that still. So they just moved the meeting to McDonald's, you know, except, you know, you would come in early when we worked together mm-hmm. and we'd sit and ch- you know, we'd work and we'd be there if somebody had an issue, but we would talk while we worked and stuff. So I could see that if you do that for so many years, cause my dad worked at the railroad. And he had different jobs at the railroad, but he's still always at the railroad. Yeah. So he had some variety in what he did for 40 years that he worked there. But it was constantly coming in and sitting down and talking to guys for an hour before you went on shift. Every McDonald's I've ever been in my life. And as an old, as an old guy club. Yeah. The <laughs> if I've been in one prior to 730 in the morning, there's always a group of old men hanging out drinking coffee. They don't do anything else. They don't eat breakfast. Then they go start their day. And, <laughs> and you're on biscuits. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? Sorry, guys, I'm on this. <laughs> my, my wife has started. Son, has adopted could you that. Get, could you get me some more Sanka? <laughs> Dude, I'm on, I'm biscuits. on biscuits. Sorry, I can't help you. I just think that's a weird phenomenon, the, the old guy club at McDonald's. You know what I always I wonder so hard, man? Hey, will we have that? Are we going to do that in 20 
My dad's been doing this for 20 years. And we'll probably. be at Starbucks. Yeah, you're going to be at the pawn shop at 6 a.m. Now that, if the pawn shop opened at 6. Sitting on a lawn chair out, by, out, out front where they had the mowers. And you're stuff. late. <laughs> I got dibs on whatever comes out. I think about that a lot. Like when I wake up on a Saturday morning with nothing to do, um, which is rare now, but I think, I bet Wes is probably so Well, you better not go shopping. to the movies because you ain't got time. <laughs> It's not that I, it's not that I don't have time to go to the movies. I don't have time to go to the movies by myself. Like I couldn't imagine having, like, telling my wife like I'm going to the movies by myself. See Stay ya. here and watch the baby. See ya. That would well, not. He happen. can't imagine it. So I can imagine really well because we're going through one of those growth. And you're, you're going to get this. Like I went to the movies while she was just getting to sleep with the baby because he had one of his. Um, I'm going through a growth spell. Yada yada, and I'm up. Five, six times a night and freaking out. So, so yes, yeah. Yeah, and when you have smaller babies like that and they have some kind of need like that, like they end up sleeping till 10 or whatever, you will find yourself, what can I get up and do that's quiet for three hours? Yeah, Yeah, or just like, you know, I can, you know. Or sometimes it's like, you know, I just, whatever, like if there's stuff going on at the house that I'm just like, well, everything's taken care of right now. I'm not needed. There's, you know, I've got people over or whatever. I'm going to. But you were going to say something about me going to flea markets. Yes. And that's gone. I mean, in the last three or four years, I've probably went to flea markets twice. I just think about, like, where where in the world is West San Diego? Or <laughs> <laughs> like, which, which flea which market, flea market or, or pawn yeah. shop is he at this morning? I do break for pawn shops still if I see one. And Did you love no. Pawn Stars? I don't like Pawn Stars it's at fake. all. What it's about, totally what fake. What about Hardcore Pawn? I have, I have not watched Hardcore Pawn. Is that the, the one that was in Detroit? Detroit? <laughs> I love that yeah. one. I, I don't watch any. You gonna give me that right now for free? <laughs> I don't watch any reality. You don't watch television, sure. period, do you? No, not real. I watch Bluey, Bluey. with the kids. Yeah. Um, real quick, real quick though, before we get too far away from it, you know what I always wonder about your dad? Yeah. Do you remember when I first moved back into town, and your dad uh, was at my restaurant? Yeah. And I yeah, sent you a yeah. text. I was like, I think your dad is here, and you were like, you know, it's his birthday. <laughs> So he was just up there, and I just had the server, a random server, was walked by the table and was like, "You guys need anything else, Wilder?" And she just looked at me, just "Happy birthday, Red," and oh, walks off. Love it. That would so, freak me out. I, and like, how I, do you I was know? standing back watching it, and I was watching him kind of. I just wonder if he even. I'm surprised that he ever. Uh, I was wondering if you ever mentioned it, or if like your mom was like, "You know what happened to Daddy today?" Uh, they did mention it. I they did. Did he not talk to you or something? No, or? I wasn't. I was just back in the back. I, I I I remember this, but I don't remember if he called and said, "Yeah, I talked to." But I think he did say somebody you knew or something. I, it came up, and I I explained to him that I'd let you know it was your gotcha. first day. That would scare the crap out of me. My dog, man, I'm telling you, like, she went two days without throwing up. Now she's just like, (laughs) I only throw up. I get a picture just now on the phone. I only throw up on things that you want to keep. We we are getting rid of carpet downstairs. She will not. She went downstairs to throw up, and she threw up on the rug that we want to keep, not on the carpet that's coming out next week. You don't really want to keep this. Like, they will not throw up on wood or anything, only on carpet, where it just takes an hour to get rid of it. We had, like, two weeks ago where uh, one of our dogs, we have two, and one uh, is quite old, and we were 99.5% sure that she's dying. Like, this is the week, like, my wife was in shambles, holding her, crying. Like, every single thing that you see, like... That's why I don't have pets. And, and just... Like they gave, I think they gave her some antibiotics or something. I don't remember what it was, and just totally fine. 
but she was like that, that. Like it was like every two seconds, she was throwing up. She's peeing all over. I don't know if it was like a kidney or bladder thing or whatever. <laughs> Everybody lives in your house just pees and pukes and poops everywhere. Dude, it's a it's like the uh, Ghostbusters too, like Vigo's River. It's underneath the city. It's the river of hatred slime. <laughs> it's Vigo. My daughter, she throws up on like I got up and got dressed this morning. I go down and make breakfast. My wife's feeding her. And then I just get a text from my wife that's like, need shirt. And I go <laughs> upstairs and my daughter had thrown up on my wife, on the chair we change her in, in the floor. Hit her with that Batman shirt. That's what I brought up to my wife. And <laughs> See, this is why we keep those things. Well, Because you could throw up all over that and that's that's good. Th- those are now inside shirts. Uh, <laughs> so I'm holding her while... Uh, while my wife's changing and getting cleaned up and I don't have her in my arms two minutes and I go back downstairs and look in the mirror and she's drool like she's doing this thing now where she drools constantly like if if she's awake there's something dribbling out of her mouth either it's either spit up or drool I don't know if she's cutting teeth already like it just seems awfully young for her to be doing that but she is dribbling a lot six months you about six months six months when you start getting there what is she three months she's three months about three and a half yeah she does this thing now too, like she can tell when Tara and I are trying to do something, like have an evening, uh, like on uns- absolutely not. This is not happening. Yeah, like it's this has happened four or five times in a, in a row now. Like on Saturdays, since we're both off, we'll go and get steaks or something, something I can put on the grill, and we'll try to have a nice dinner and sit and watch a TV show. I don't know how you got time. Cause we're both there. That's the point. <laughs> And it's there. Uh, so we tried to do this last night, and the whole day the baby's been asleep. We take her to Kroger with us. It's the first time she'd ever gone to a grocery store. She slept the whole time. I was like, you watch. We'll get home, start cooking. She'll wake up. And that's exactly what she did. We, I cook. We sit down to try to eat, and she's suddenly awake and is upset, hey, unhappy. What's going on in there? I hear y'all in there. You better mash some of that steak up, put it in one of them little cute little jars y'all got. She's just, you, you can't do anything with her. And she has this thing now where, like, she wants somebody to hold her and walk around all the time. Like, oh, she doesn't even want to sit down. No, sitting down is not good enough because I can't see. I can't see what's going on. So I walk around what's with going her. Over there? Her dad, her dad's always on the go with all the packages and stuff all the time. So, I mean, it's in her. She's got that embedded in her. She's like, I've got two days to get it there. Or it's free. <laughs> Princess Prime. <laughs> Prime time. So we were, I was laughing. At, this brings up something you, you mentioned a couple weeks ago. You wanted to talk about this, and I was reminded this week when I let everybody in on a little tip of how just shallow we are. I think I'm allowed to talk about this, how shallow we are about the uh, getting the text about uh, ragging on the dude for the Alanis Morissette. Are we allowed to talk about that? <laughs> I suppose we won't name the, the sure. innocent or the guilty, really. Sure. But uh, what was it? so to go ahead and tell that real quick. Oh, it was, was just. Uh, I oh. just thought it, I was really thought <laughs> what you said is funny, but I also laughed about how like we're like the dudes for the work in the record store in High Fidelity that that's what totally. we text each other about. Guess what I called Guess this what? guy doing? <laughs> so I leave the room. What a moron! And I'm leaving like to go somewhere for a long time, but then you know I get to the car and I realize, oh crap, I forgot this thing. So I have to run back upstairs, and 
in the room is playing Alanis Morissette. And as I'm running <laughs> up... The, <laughs> no, it was specifically... Um, God, what, what was the one? God, I can't remember which hit, but... Um, you told me, and I, I can't remember. Yeah, and so I come up the steps, and it, like, dies down, you know? And I go, <laughs> I'm getting what I'm getting. I'm like, um, <clears throat> so... Alanis Morissette, huh? <laughs> yeah, I was waiting on you to leave. <laughs> and I said, uh, yeah, okay. That's because um, he knew. He, he knew. He I was, knew you were going <laughs> to call him out on that. I was going to bust his hump over. <laughs> I have a thing with Alanis specifically because if you look at the old prior to Nirvana hitting, she was Taylor Dane. So We I, have talked about this before. And the video is still out there. And what's funny is she redoes it. Like later on, when she becomes a you know hippie, uh, whatever you want to call it, right? Angsty, she redoes that hit, but like totally different. And gotcha. all the comments on it are like, "Oh, she's just so wonderful. She could take that horrible pop song and make it awesome because she's so real on the inside. She's not real on the inside. She's nothing's real. Nothing's real. I saw it. everything is a calculated marketing. Well, yeah, nothing is. It's like uh, what? What's the new? There's a new Alanis Morissette. Um, her name's. Um, she used to be country, and now she's not. Taylor she Miley. Taylor Swift. There you go. That tells you it's a meeting. I know Miley wasn't country. Meeting of the minds. Well, this, this is not cool anymore. You're, it's okay to be country when you're 17. Now you're 22, and you got to talk. You got to sing about this. And I mean, honestly, that was a good decision for her because she is a gajillionaire. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not criticizing her success in the industry and her I little am, dog too. <laughs> I am criticizing uh, these people. When they don't have a soul, right? I like artists who do what they're doing, regardless of what's going on. I but that being that being said, hang on before you go. I saw a TikTok with Dave Coulier in it, oh, where no. he addresses the "You Ought to Know" song. Okay, can you send that to me? I, I want to hear that. I gotta find it. I started. Oh, to I, saw, I saw. I saw. I saw a thing popped up in my Google feed, my news feed, where he was in. An was it like a radio interview? I think so. And he was like, I, I, I heard that. And I was like, that can't be me. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Okay, so I that. need to hear this. All right, go anyway, ahead. Um, go, go ahead with Alanis Morissette. Oh, no, just that being said, the thing that you brought up a couple weeks ago you wanted to talk about is that being said, there's got to be, well, there, there's got to be just, you, I'm talking about guilty pleasures. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I Your guilty pleasure that. stuff, whether it be music or TV, just there's got to be some stuff out there that like you I only listen to personally? by myself. All, I mean, all, 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 three, all three of us. But, but, but you're, you're, I feel like, going to be a weird case about it because, like, it's like, funny. Na- like, na- you going on, like, Nancy Griffith, that should be a guilty pleasure, but you're, you <laughs> you're know, not ashamed of it. <laughs> you're looking for the t shirt. And yeah, you're not, but, uh, there's a lot of stuff I listen to that I would never tell any of you guys that I listen to. Well, let's have it. Cause I mean, I'll match you. The the one that I <clears throat> that I most listen to that's not really a guilty pleasure, and I mention it to you guys is I love Brian Adams. I listen to it way more than I care to admit. But, I just I call bullcrap though because I don't see why that's a guilty pleasure. No, I don't see Brian Adams as a guilty because he pleasure. just because he's an '80s rocker. Or? I guess it's just not something that I don't know if you noticed this, but the biggest tour this year has been has been Brian Adams. No, really? No, but three or three or actually four of artists from the 80s that people are still paying more money to go see now than anybody oh, else and like there. salt and pepper and all them no 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 it's uh def leopard poison crew oh. and joan jett and you know i saw def leopard in 2004 here in huntington and they they only had half of the civic center open i'm not kidding you 
they had to wow. even close half of it yeah. and put the stage in the middle. Wow. And it there was that room on the me. floor. I could have, you that know. That surprises me, actually, because they've, uh, opposed to all those other acts, they, they always kind of kept going. Well, then I saw them in the same place in 2016, and they broke the 35-year house record for the Civic Center. From That's the strange. time it opened, they had more people in there than any other show. And it's just the age of the fans. <laughs> because in 2004, I didn't have a great job. I didn't have somebody. I think my brother bought me a ticket. We went together. And so, you know, it's all about the fan base and what they want to go back and relive and, and how much disposable income they have to go back and live it. I don't want to go too deep into this, but I just I do want to mention this since we're talking about Def Lab here real quick. Uh, <laughs> just yesterday we talked about I, did, I went and did this uh, little gig yesterday um, uh, for my business. And uh, I was out serving the public, and uh, I was sitting. I was. I swear to you, man, it was so. I'm sure it had nothing to do with it. It was just one of those things I I found funny. But uh, I'm out there. I got this uh, big Bluetooth speaker that I've got my phone hooked to, and I'm like playing music while we're out there serving food and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh, Def Leppard's greatest hits. That'll work." The second and and it played for a minute and just nothing happened and there's people like everywhere like around us like kind of going to other places and whatnot. The second pour some sugar on me started, people just started coming in in droves. And then after that, it was like the more like it was like like let's get rocked and all that. Dude, we started all the business happened <clears throat> when the Def Leppard hits started. I, I found it funny. I was yeah. like, I wonder if they were like full. I'm going there. I'm going over there where I'm they're definitely. pouring sugar everywhere. And they were probably all Did people some guy die? <laughs> <laughs> That's that Simpkins fella. He, he thinks he's funny. That's what about television? There's television, too. You can have, like, that stuff where you're like, oh, my God. Like, somebody would laugh at me so hard if they knew I invested in this garbage. I will, okay, well, that that's easy. I, like well, Real Housewives? Well, close. I love... Um, there, there's a show on TLC called Seeking Sister Wives, and you mean like the I want more than one wife? Yeah, kind of deal? yeah. <laughs> we watched it for multiple seasons. It's fantastic. We, hey, honey, come in here and take a look at this. We, what do you think about that? We love all of like the Love Is Blonde, the Married at First Sight. Oh, yeah, like, he talked about that. I love those shows, and you know, if I have a guilty pleasure uh, with a TV show, it's all of those. They're fantastic. Whoever produces those. They know what they're doing. Like, I cannot <laughs> wait. Suck you in. There's a show that we watch called Welcome to Plathville that is about this family. When we first started watching it, it was a family that had like 10, 12 kids. And they were ultra religious and conservative in the way that they raised their children. And it kind of start. the series starts with, like, there's one child that they only mention in one episode. She moved away. She's like this concert violinist. And the rest of the children are like, we got to get out of here. So three of them in the, over the course of the series have moved away and one becomes a model, one's a, a musician. This, the oldest one is married to this girl he's been dating for years. And like they show scenes where like he, drink, he literally drinks a Coca-Cola for the first time. Uh, first time he had alcohol. Like they were really, really strict in the way they raised them. The, the point of the, the series is that now is the mom and dad are getting divorced. The mom drinks. Uh, you know, uh, they, they completely have gone, the, or she's gone the other direction. The kids are like... Because of the fame? Well, I mean, they, they don't really say a whole lot about why they're getting divorced, but 
But that's I, I the think storyline is they're getting divorced. Yeah, they, I think that that's a factor. But they need to continue the reality show because that is their source of income. Oh, yeah. It's very sad. And very sad. some of them have moved, like, one of them lives in California now. A couple of them live in Florida. I mean, and they have these, like, two of the kids, like, really hate their parents because of the way they raise them. And they both have had conversations like, why did you do this to us? Why did you raise this this way? And really what it boiled down to is the mom had a really bad upbringing and she was trying to prevent her kids from having that but she just went too far so she was trying to fix something and she made it worse like break lines yes mm-hmm. so and we've come full circle now in this episode we uh we love those kind of shows that's my guilty pleasure i listen to a lot of rap you guys would make fun of me about that i'm sure well i mean i would not enjoy but that's not a guilty pleasure because that's i mean that's the norm yeah, see, I kind of agree. Like, I'm looking through all my stuff here. There's nothing that... Oh, I didn't even think about that. There's nothing that I'm, like, in, in any way embarrassed about um, at all. But I just know there's a ton of stuff in here that Josh would hate and not even <laughs> yeah. come close Anything to it. with a female vocal. Pretty much. I got a oh lot of female gosh. artists or bands with female singers. Uh, That's what Stranger I, Kings. Uh, I, heard I, him, I heard him say that one that talks funny don't like women. <laughs> That's how that makes me sound every time you say that. Let me clear this up. I know you like women. I just women, don't but. have a lot of, I, I don't. But why? Like, I just can't get my mind wrapped around, like, what it is about a male voice that you like so much more. Why don't you like country music? Because it's it's what it represents. It just doesn't. Oh, that's bullcrap. You just you just don't like the way that it sounds to you. You don't enjoy it. Well, I don't. There's, there's something about it's. I, I I've, I've said this before. I immediately I kind of, and it's not so much now because girls can't be punks. <sighs> they can be. <laughs> no, punks. there's some great all girl punk bands. I, I, I when we had this debate via text, whether I, I could send you a couple. Uh, it's just that thing where I've always, and it's not so much now. I think in the past where this comes from is I was so hung up and just so into music and just had to go so head first into it that I immediately like dig into everything and I'm like I can't I, I can't relate to the lyrics as well. Mm. I uh, I can't I don't get I don't know I, it doesn't speak kind to like me in the as much like it's like it sounds great. I mean I tell you she has a great voice. I'm not saying that she shouldn't be they shouldn't let her sing. That ain't right. <laughs> I'm just saying, for me personally, it's not in my feel, collection. I don't think you feel that way. I, I, I think that it's it's just a weird little thing, but you, you make me feel like a bigot every time you bring it up. <laughs> There's old Josh that thinks women shouldn't I, vote. I, I, heard a, I heard a woman saying, gotta, I got to walk out of there. <laughs> well, look, look. I, want him out, I want him away from the microphone and out of the voting booth. <laughs> That's what you make me sound like when you say <laughs> No, I'll, I'll hear songs and I think, well, Josh might like that. And then I'm like, oh, wait, no, he won't. I like Amy Lou Harris. That's something on my list here. Echo and the Bunny Man. I will admit this. I will admit this. I was a late comer to. Um, um, oh, shoot. Oh, my God. I totally lost it now and I'm having a brain fart. Um, the Jayhawks. My Bloody Valentine. Oh. I was a late comer to it and okay. I start listening because they have a guy singer and a girl singer. Okay. And I start listening to My Bloody Valentine and I'm like, Oh, oh, this is why I've heard so much about this. Next tune comes on as a girl. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, the darkness. Oh, that's, I mean, I love, if that's a guilty pleasure, man. Just hang, hang me. We'll hang me side, the, you and I'll hang side by side. I'm you don't gonna, like the darkness, I'll, do I'll, t- I'll take care of the fan Andy. club. I can take them in small doses. 
I, I like a lot. Well, they of don't. Doses. They don't do that. If <laughs> yeah, they don't do small doses. <laughs> They're crapping out solid gold. You hear one song, you've heard them all. They all sound the same. That's not necessarily true. I don't think that's fair. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I mean, I have Beck here. In Phil my, Collins, King's X. See, I like Phil Collins. I can listen to Phil Collins. I don't. I don't fly the flag of Phil Collins, but I mean, you can't Something argue. happened on the way to heaven. Dude. I love that album. Dude. I love... How can you have a bad day if it... Yep, with all the horns. And you know what's interesting? I listened to once... Oh, you can go on YouTube and find the demo of that song when there were not any words. It's really interesting. That particular song, really? you were just the horns you were just playing with. Like, he writes a lot of stuff melodically and hums it like... It's very well produced. It's like, right? It's like him. He's a real, he's a real funny dude yeah. too, man. Because you, uh, you remember hearing like the cons, the uh, conspiracy about the lyrics to "In the Air Tonight." I'm sure, no. you've heard that. No, tell me, I've never heard this. If you listen to the lyrics "In the Air Tonight," they're very kind of dark and creepy. And there was like this conspiracy going on. You heard it was like one of those things that you heard tell everywhere. It's like, you know what that song's about? What's that? Is Phil? He. He watched this guy, like, he watched this dude let somebody drown. Like, he saw, which I don't know how the story makes sense anyway, because that would entail would mean Phil saw him drowning too. But that's the thing I heard for years is like, he saw this, somebody was drowning and he watched him and he's writing a song to this guy to be like, you know, I saw what you did and it's this weird, oh. dark thing. I've heard this for years. And there's so many, Google it, there's tons of meanings people have put behind this song for years and years. And it's really funny because I was watching like a Phil Collins Storytellers once. And he's like, he's like, God drowned well, he was, no, he was, he was funnier than that. He was like, he's like, people for years have talked about this song and what it's about. And today I'd like to share it with you. So everybody's like, oh, it's good. It's like, it's like they're like waiting to hear it. And he's like, I come home one day and I have this beat in my head. And he just, but he's, he's building this as he tells the story. You just hear a boom, 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 boom. He's like, and I heard that, and I thought, well, it might go good with a little bit of this. And it's boom, and it just keeps building a bit, and he just keeps doing machine. just like that for about two minutes. And then finally, he's like, and then he's like, finally, he's like, and then I put this little melody down. So, as you could see, any of you here could have went home and written in the air tonight. So that's how that all came about. Like just like everyone's waiting on this Let enormous, yeah, this enormous you know explanation. It's like I'm I'm a songwriter and I put this drum beat down and, and a melody. Like this melody. Yeah. I saw an interview with uh, it's true honesty, Chris Martin from Coldplay, where he was on the Howard Stern show and they were asking him how long it took him to write Yellow, and he was like ten minutes, and they're like how well, I'm so good that I just woke up and just. I pretty much bit. get every morning and my piss excellence. <laughs> they were making fun of Neil Young. He was trying to like write a song that he they they had this downtime they were recording or something and he kind of started playing this melody and tried to make fun of Neil Young and what he wrote he ended up liking and turned it into yellow. Wow. These days. I'm glad he liked it. That's a guilty pleasure. I love Coldplay. Yeah, that you is like a guilty pleasure. Love there, Coldplay. There you, you are guilty. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> judge guilty you. As charged, son. I judge you guilty. I love Huey Lewis in the news. That's not a guilty pleasure. That is not. Huey Lewis in the news. I like is not bon, a bon Iver or whatever. How do you bon remember Iver. Bon Iver. Whatever. Right. However you pronounce it. Bjork. I love them. Do you like Bjork? I like Bjork. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. Human a, behavior. I was alive in 1993. Human behavior. So gross. She's fantastic. You know what I'm seeing in my list? I mean, not well, not a lot, but. It's Green Chris. Day, Green Day, Green Day. 
There's a lot of you got to get more White Reaper in there, Josh. It's I have, new. I've got like uh, four White Reaper records in here. Okay. Um, but no, I was gonna say I got a bunch of the nowadays, man. I got some. I got some canceled artists in here. Which you're not supposed to listen to anymore. Talking about all the, all the at the Ryan Adams. Oh, is he canceled? He oh, did yeah. something. Uh, Ken Stringfellow. Ken Stringfellow. I don't know that. He wasn't famous enough to. I guess. Well, to, it was, it was in my, you got to you got to be somewhere to fall. I always. <laughs> I think what it is is I just always imagine it's like, well, it popped up in my newsfeed on my phone oh, because, because my phone <laughs> exactly. You it's like. my phone. <laughs> so what are yours? What are your guilty oh pleasures? Oh my god. You'd be too embarrassed to. to no, no, I wouldn't at all. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, it's going to be something with a cool factor, though, like Hank. No, no, no. No, it'll no, be a lot no, of like no. pop stuff. No, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you. Rock, rock set. I love rock set. Oh no, 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 no. I've got rock set in my Spotify playlist I love, now. Love, love rock set. I mean, I guess that that is a guilty pleasure. But okay. I mean, I no, I'll wave that flag. Yeah, dude. me too. Freaking uh, love rock set. Uh, give dude, me some. She's Swedish. got the look, dude. Yeah. Oh my lord, uh, that's great. No, uh, <laughs> this was actually real funny because uh, I have a lot. I always have a little stint in the morning. I'm the first one at work. I'm getting set up and stuff for the day, mm-hmm. and then I have um, the next guy comes in at eight. And it's just me and him for a little bit before other people get there. You got to turn off the Atlanta's more. <laughs> no, 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 I usually I get there I get there early when I get there I first start and I listen to uh, my podcast that I like, and when he gets there I'll switch to music just because he'll talk a lot and I can't focus on the podcast anymore so I'll right. put on something like just kind of be. Um, this guy, man, I got to bring him up on the show one time for famous to us. He's one of my favorite people. His name's we call him Mokin. His name's Mokin. Because he's out. He's outside. at the eighth. He's outside eight. Mokin. I got to go Mokin, boys. I got to Mokin. <laughs> and he just want them dang old good old boys, man. Just tell you what it is. And every other thing that he says is, no, I mean, it's like, <laughs> no, I mean. he says it when he said nothing. Like, he can start a sentence with, no, man, man, I... I died. I died. No, man, man. I looked at my wife. I'm like, no, man. I just need to go. No, man. I cannot. And dude, but he's he's awesome. He's great. Sounds I like love you're it. describing the guy from the Water Boy. He's he he has to repeat. This guy is totally like I'm. I, I, I can't tell you how many times a day I'm like, dude, English, <laughs> because it's it's always like. Because you know, I'm I'm in charge, and no one can do anything without my opinion on it. You know, so that's you know. Uh, it's, so, so what what do you play then? But I've been there playing, and dude, I'm playing the first Matchbox Twenty record. Oh God! And I come on, and I'm even surprised to myself. I'm like, I'm like by track six. I'm like, I like every song on it, and and the vocals especially. I'm like, this is awful. But there's just something songs. about it. It just has that. It's kind of in that same vein of like the whole, like the whole, you know, like I love stuff like the Gem Blossom and stuff like that. It's that capo jangly Jangle pop, pop Jangle. right? And I just dig it. And a lot of the hooks and stuff are really, really good. And at just one point, I look over, I'm like, hey man, do not tell Doug I was listening. To <laughs> and he just stops. He just stops what he's doing and looks right at me and he goes, man, I love my pop twenty. <laughs> And I know what I'm saying. Thing ain't no man. And Matt Dog Twain, man, I will push you around. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening. If you have any questions or comments, drop us a line at askandy at colormedad. That's D-A-D-D dot com. We want to thank the good old boys at the Ozark Mountain Daredevils dot com for the killer bumper team. Check them out. 
And check us out on the web at colormedad, that's D-A-D-D dot com.